Hello and welcome to the Swimming Ideas Podcast. My name is Jeff and I will be your host for today. This is episode number 62, Failing for Two Weeks, and how it has been fun and full of healthy improvement. That's right, today we are talking about what I've been doing at our developmental and beginner swim swim team practices, where we've been introducing the concept of failing. Now, we've been doing this for every day of the last two weeks, and I want to share my experiences with you so you, if you're interested, can work this into your program. Let's get started. That's right. Today we're talking about failing at swimming practice. So today I'm going to go into some more detail about using the term fail at your swim practices. And this is applicable to your swim lessons as well. So if you are here for a swim lesson learning, this podcast is going to be just as beneficial to you as well because of the application that you can take it to your swim lessons. Now, I plan on integrating this into some new lesson plans coming up this fall uh, that you can access on our website in the Complete Swimming Program. It's $60 a month with full access to our online lesson management suite, all of our digital downloads, and all of our uh, digital products. You have access to all of everything in one subscription. So go ahead and check that out, swimminglessonsideas.com. Go to the store, check out Complete Swimming Program. So to get started on this for failing for two weeks, uh, I just want to set the stage here and begin with saying that we run a healthy and fun improvement-based practice environment. So the kids that we're working with are happy. They enjoy being there. Uh, they have a good time. They feel safe. They feel um, like they can, they can approach me. They can talk to me. They can also do that to our assistant coaches. So it's an environment in which we encourage discussion, positive enforcement, and remove negativity as much as we can. Now, I say this because I believe I do this, but I also have feedback from the parents on my swim team and other coaches that reinforce that we get along well, that we have a safe environment, that we're not bullying our kids or unduly saying negative things and tearing them down. Instead, we're giving them a supportive uh, feedback, which gives them encouragement to do better. Uh, and I know this because parents have told me, uh, the parents that have been watching our practices have told us, um, I don't think I have any issues with parents at all for the most part. Um, there are some people that uh, always have an issue, but it's never on the quality or the tone of our coaching. Uh, so I can say this with confidence that we have a healthy and fun environment in our practices. And I think that's important because it sets the basis for which we can do more dynamic and interesting things. Um, so, for example, during our swim practices, everybody generally gets about 10 or 12 interactions with me or the assistant coach where they're specifically giving, getting feedback on something that they did per our instructions. So, for example, every day we do 225s of position 11. Uh, we review the three things you do for streamline, lack of thumb, squeeze your ears, look down, and we do one of them. And then I give feedback, uh, you know, you didn't put your head down that time, make sure you always put your head down. When you're doing this, make sure your arms are always straight the whole time. 
And then we talk about the three things for position 11, keeping your arms straight, staying on the surface, looking down. You know, we do all, we give these instructions and we follow up on those instructions. Did you do a streamline? Did you do all three things for streamline? Uh, did you stay at the surface during your position 11? And we call people out uh, specifically and tell them, you know, you did this, next time do that. You did this, next time do that. And then we follow up with them. Oh, great job. You did it that time. And we give them a thumbs up. Uh, so, and I talked about this before in one of our previous podcasts is thumbs up as a currency. Uh, and you can look in our history for that. Uh, but my point in saying this is that we have an environment in which we give targeted corrective feedback and we follow up with it when it's positive and when they've put the effort into doing something well. We also uh, tell them what they've done wrong. You didn't put your head down. You know, we give them specifics as to why we're giving them feedback. Uh, so just, that's a preface here, uh, in kind of the setting. Uh, and then I want to talk about where this came from. So if you're listening to this podcast, episode number 61 was uh, our interview with Dominic Latella from The Swimbox. You can find him at theswimbox.com. Uh, and he talks about, and this is one of the more fascinating things that he talked about, uh, was, well, two things. One was breathing as the foundation of swimming, which I've yet to fully delve into, but the second one was this concept of the redemption game. And the way Dominic plays it, because he has an endless pool that he coaches in, uh, is you have 30 seconds to do some sort of activity. And the example he gave was turning your head to the side to breathe. So during those 30 seconds, if you don't turn your head to the side to breathe, you get the next breath to correct your mistake or you fail. So... You're swimming freestyle and during 30 seconds. When you take a breath, if you lift your head up, then that's a first fail. If you do it a second time in a row, that's two fails. So then stop, the time is up, and then you're done. But you have this opportunity to correct yourself, uh, to um, self-correct. So if you make a mistake, you still have another opportunity to correct that mistake. So the next round, the next breath you take has to be to the side or else you're going to fail the game. And if you can do this for 30 seconds and you can do it consistently, then it's time to move on to the next option, uh, 45 seconds of freestyle with turning your head to the side to breathe, and then a minute and so on. So you build up on this and you're, what we're doing there is, or what Dominic is doing is he's focusing attention on, it's a mindfulness practice. It's practicing a specific task with intention. Uh, and so that's what we're kind of looking at in the failing practices is we're building in this concept of paying attention to what you're doing and there's a consequence or a reward based on that, um, based on your performance. So I want to I aim your attention to what we've been done and, or what we, sorry, what we've been done, what we've been doing at practices, and then how we've kind of modified our practices to incorporate this concept of fail. And I'm going to kind of walk through uh, the evolution of it a little bit. And I think it's fascinating, and it's been really rewarding and fun to do with the kids. Uh, and I think they really enjoy it. They've been uh, very engaged and happy and doing a really good job uh, in response to it. So uh, we have a safe, healthy environment, a lot of positivity. We do give negative feedback, criticism. So you did this. It was wrong. You know, you got to do this this way. This is what, you know, you did something. Now here's the change. 
So we do say at times, you know, that was a fail or that was wrong. And this is a new concept for me is bringing in that word fail. So uh, let's let's get into this. So one of the first pictures that you're going to see if you look at the uh, show notes is a picture of the whiteboard that we use at practice. And it's a question and it says, how do you make position 11 easier? And freestyle and backstroke and breaststroke and butterfly in parentheses. So how do you make this drill that we do easier? And this is one of the, th- the three things uh, that we focus on. So three things for streamline, three things for position 11, and then three things to make position 11, comma, and swimming better. And they are when you breathe, breathe quick, so a fast breath. Uh, when you breathe, kick faster and keep your body straight. And these are general things that you can do for pretty much every stroke that's going to improve your technique and improve your ability to swim. In addition to staying at the surface, uh, keeping your arms as long and extended as you can, um, and looking down when you're not breathing. So that, those are the three things for position 11, right? So they all kind of connect here, uh, and it's and it's designed to kind of flow into swimming. So you can take these lessons from streamline position 11 and apply them to the rest of your swimming. Uh, and this is appropriate for swim lessons uh, because we're going to take the same concept. We're just not going to quiz our kids on it. We're just going to dictate it to the kids because they're four, five, six. You know, they're not as engaged in that respect. So we'll take these same concepts and you'll see them throughout the lesson plans of how we uh, integrate straight body, quick breathing or accurate breathing and kicking into our program. So um, so that, that was kind of what we did first, right? So that's what we were doing before we started introducing the failure. Uh, the second picture you're going to see is like a standard set, uh, 100 IM kick, 225 to position 11, you know, our warm-up question of the day, uh, and then a typical set that we would do. Three breaths of tree pose, which um, as a teaser here, the next podcast episode number 63 took some elements from that. Um, then three breaths of back float. So do a back float for three breaths. Uh, and then three streamlines on your back. And then 225s of head lead balance with rotation. It's a drill. And then a 50 freestyle, and you do that whole set three times. So uh, this was a typical practice that we had before I started introducing the failing concept. Uh, and what I want you to take a look at is then this third picture. Uh, actually, we'll skip that. We'll go to, yeah, the third picture is going to be starts. So we started we started because we have access to a diving well, we started doing starts for the first 15 minutes of practice, and after six or seven weeks of just doing a specific number of starts and jumps and different activities, I wanted to give them a little more flexibility and self-guided direction. And this fail concept really solidified here. So what you're looking at, if you're looking at this as a picture of a flow chart, uh, it's you dive in. So it's any type of dive that you are capable of doing. A seated dive from the side a kneeling dive, a standing dive from the side, or a dive a start off the blocks. Uh, and you begin at the seated dive. If you can do, so the flow chart is dive in. And the first question is, did you streamline in the air? If you did not, so if you didn't get in streamline, your hands did not touch the water in streamline first, and then your head, uh, then you, it's a no, so you failed 
and you have to do a jump off the blocks and then you do another dive. So uh, the circle there, the loop is dive in. Did you streamline before you touch the water? If not, then jump off the blocks and then start over. If you did, so dive in, did you streamline in the air? And then yes, you did. You did get in streamline, so you did do a dive. Then the second question is, did you stay in streamline until you got to the flags? And if you didn't, then you failed and you do a jump off the blocks and then start over. If you dove in, you did streamline in the air and you streamlined to the flags, that's a success. And so you do the dive again. And then your goal is you have two goals. Do it correctly and maintain the longest streak of dives that you can. So if you fail at any any one of those steps, then you do a jump. It's like something different to kind of reset and then make another attempt at diving. So if you succeed and you succeed twice in a row, then you go up to the next more difficult activity. So if you did two seated dives and you succeeded on both of your two attempts, you um, go on to a kneeling dive. Once you've succeeded two in a row at the kneeling dives, then you go on to a standing dive. Once you've succeeded two in a row at that, then you go off the blocks. So you can see how this concept, the redemption game, is is very similar to this uh, flow chart. Dive in. Was it a good, was it a dive? You know, did your foot enter first? Did your head enter first? Your hands, were you in streamline when you dove in? So if your head is raised up, it's, it doesn't count. Um, did you dive in? So were you in streamline when you touched the water? And then did you stay in streamline until you got to the flags? Which is, again, building this habit of streamline initially after every push off the wall or start. And uh, you you have to do two in a row in order to move up. So some kids just get stuck on the seated dives or the kneeling dives, and that's okay. You know, this concept of failure is fine because we point it out. We say, we watch every dive, and then we say, well, you didn't do this. Next time, don't do that. Or next time, here's your 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 way to, to overcome that. Or, you know, you improved last time on, on doing a dive, so great job. Uh, however, you didn't stay in streamline until you got to the flag. It's like, oh my gosh, this one kid today, um, I call him Yodi. Uh, he, he, he improved on his diving, but every time he either did a correct dive and then didn't streamline or he did the wrong, like a, not a dive, like a jump and then did streamline. So it was like, we were laughing together. I was like, Yodi, you're doing one or the other. Like you got to do both. So it's just like give and pull this positive and negative, you know, you didn't do this, but you did do this. And then it's like, well, you did do this, but not this time you didn't do that. So it's kind of like, there's a lot of moving parts in swimming that you have to remember to do. Uh, and we talk about focusing on the one thing, you know, Karis Mount talks about this and, um, our, our interview with Megan Joel Bear talks about this as well. Uh, there, you know, there are a number of people that talk about focusing on the one thing. Uh, so, uh, Swimming has this has this uh, multi limb focus control thing that going on, but my point in saying this is that this flow chart is a, a take on the redemption game, uh, and it's been wildly successful. So most of our swimmers have seen I've seen better dives out of all of them, um, better improvement in their streamlines immediately after diving in, um, 
And it's, you know, we watch most of them, but we also want to have them take ownership of what their activity. So thinking about, well, did I do it? And oftentimes I'll, I'll ask them, well, was that a success or a failure? And they'll say, oh, it was a failure because of this reason. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. That's exactly what I want you to be doing. You know, I want you to know, and I want the kids to know what they did wrong and then correct it their next attempt. You know, this self-awareness of what they're doing in the water and how they're interacting with their bodies um, is one of the goals of our swimming and swim, le- swim lessons and swim teams. So we found this to be very successful. This is just in dives and starts. Um, procedurally, like how you actually do it, uh, you're just going to have to try it on your own because we've gone through a bunch of different iterations and I'm still working out the kinks so I can share it with you uh, once we kind of organize it in a way that is extremely efficient for people to read and pick up on. Right now, uh, we watch two or three, we start them all as a wave and then give them thumbs up or thumbs down based on what they did and tell them and then do it again. We kind of keep track of everything for it. Um, but I would still, I would like to get it to the point where, and maybe this just means we have to do it many times for, you know, months at a time where they are doing this kind of autopilot mode on their own. So, okay, that's the third picture. That's the starting flow chart. Um, And then, so we're going to take a look at this concept of fail and the fail box. Uh, So there are two pictures here uh, that uh, are kind of the first iterations of it. I just want to focus on the last one. And we're getting close to the the max time limit here that I want to take on this. Uh, So I'm going to aim your attention to the last picture, uh, and it says, rate your partner. There's a fail box and a success box. And these terms are not my terms. They are terms from the initial uh, group of kids that were going through this. Um, So basically, uh, this particular thing that we did where it says rate your partner, this image, uh, is pretty much the standard of what we do now. Um, But we don't rate your partner. We're doing the coaches are doing it. So... Uh, in the middle, you're going to see three activities, and then on the left is a box, and it says fail box in big letters. And there are four like sets, little mini sets inside of that, and they're numbered one, two, three, four. Uh, and then on the right is a success box, and that's numbered, uh, that has a point value on it. And the point value... So what we're looking at is the final picture here, and on the left is the fail box, on the right is the success box. And the success box has 4 points, 8 points, 12 points, and 16 points uh, on the side. And so these the fail and the success is calculated differently. Uh, at the top of the picture, you're going to see these three boxes labeled 1, 2, and 3. Those are the teams. And then like little tally marks, those are the points that they earn when they get a success. So this is really a neat evolution of this game. Uh, basically, the premise is this: uh, in the middle of the bo- in the of the um, practice or the whiteboard are a series of activities, and they're generally fairly simple and short. So, for example, number one is streamline underwater. Number two is streamline and then do one time of eleven Y eat and reach at the surface without kicking. Number three, streamline, and then do position 11 for 20 kicks. You know, so it's fairly simple, short distance stuff, but it's requiring some high focus techniques. So we're looking for excellence in each of these activities. And even the smallest error 
not squeezing your ears, not locking your thumb. So maybe you lock your fingers, but you don't lock your thumb. That's technically a fail, so it's a thumbs down and a fail. Now, everyone does each of the activities twice, and every time they get a success, their team gets a point. If anybody during both attempts fails, their whole lane has to do something from the fail box. And if they have enough success points, then they do the success box as well. So, for example, there were, uh, what was it, nine kids at practice, so we had three groups of three. Uh, we did three waves in lane one. Uh, so everyone, I say, all right, first person, number one, streamline underwater, first person, ready, go. And then they all make their attempt. And then I give a thumbs up or a thumbs down, a success or a fail for each of their attempts. So I would say something like lane one, that was a success. Lane two, that was a fail. You didn't lock your thumbs and you lifted your head up. So technically it wasn't a streamline. And lane three, that was a success. And then my assistant coach would write a tally mark or a, a, a point for each of the successes. So lane one and lane three would get a success. So they get one point and lane two would not. Then I would say, okay, uh, number one, person number two, ready, go. And they would do their streamline underwater. And then again, I would give up thumbs up or down based on the lane. So lane one, you, you failed because you didn't streamline on the surface. And lane two, that was a fail because you uh, didn't squeeze your ears, but you did lock your thumbs. So good job on that, I guess. And then number three, that was a success. So then lane three would get a second point. And then the third person would go. I'd say, ready, go, and watch all three. And then they would go. And then if any person in your lane failed, so we'd go through it twice. If anyone failed, you do something from the fail box, the first item. So in the picture, if you're looking at it, it would be two 25s uh, on a minute, five kicks in position 11, and then an arm stroke. Five kicks in position 11, and then the other arm, so on and so on, a freestyle. Uh, and then if you had enough points, so let's say... Uh, you, this is, you've gone through the first two or three activities, you failed, uh, and then you have enough points for the flop a fish activity, which is you lay on your back, someone taps your hand, you flop over on your belly like a fish, they tap your back, you flop back over on your back. So you're just flopping back and forth like a fish flopping on water. Uh, it's a very simple game, but they love it. Um, so if, if they fail, but they also have four points, then they do the flop of fish. And it's the first time they get to four points, not every time they have four points. So, uh, And then when they get eight points, they play the spider game, which you can find on our website, Swimming Lessons Ideas. Uh, and then if they have 12 points, because there's... So the goal is if everybody succeeds, they reach a success box tier. So you have uh, three people. Well, it would say it was actually two people in a lane. So two people in a lane... Um, and they go twice, so that's four possible points each activity. So if everyone succeeds every time, then they achieve a success box tier. So four points, flop a fish. And if they uh, one person fails, they would only get three points, so then they would do the fail box. Uh, and then the next round, as long as they got one point, they would be eligible for the flop a fish success. And if someone failed again, then they'd go on to the second fail item. So you don't do the same fail box in a row. And we've had never, nobody fail 
more than four times. Like as we go through, they get better and better at streamlining and activities and learning the rules. And this is really what I want to talk about. So, you know, I can go in detail about how we run this game. Um, I should actually just do a video of it. But uh, what I want you to take away from this is, you know, it's it's a complicated game because it's like do the activity, then there's a reward and a and a um, and a, a a punishment, but uh, and then there's like different conditions. But what it comes down to is that we're giving these center uh, activities; those are the focus. Streamline underwater. Streamline with one breaststroke, the beginning breaststroke arms. Streamline with correct position 11. Streamline with three freestyle strokes where you reach to full extension. Streamline with fly kick where you're doing the fly kick during your streamline. You know, we're, we're aiming our attention at these small, intense skills. And then we're giving specific feedback on how they did and whether they succeeded or failed at those skills. And then giving them tools to correct it or incentive to correct it. So they're focusing their attention very short amount of time on all I got to do is streamline. And when you call them out, you say, you failed and here's why. And there's no malice in it. There's no negativity on it. It's just a snapshot. We're just, we're calling, we're the referee, you know, we're saying, you know, and we're fair, you know, it's very, very fair. Everyone fails and they get frustrated, but then the next time they're determined to succeed and you, you know, as a coach, I'm reminding them and I want them to succeed, but sometimes they need to fail first in order to succeed. So, so for example, um, you know, this one girl today, uh, and and this is two weeks into it. She's like, did I, how did I do? Did I do better? Did I do better? Was it better today? And part of that is because her parents are talking to her about swimming because they watch the practices and they say, you know, you got to put some effort in. Uh, but part of it is because we're calling out to her and saying, you know, uh, Sally, you know, you failed because you didn't lock your, 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 you didn't squeeze your ears during your streamline. You know, the rest of your three strokes of freestyle, because, you know, activity number four, the other three strokes of freestyle were wonderful and you would have succeeded if only you had squeezed your ears. So then the second attempt, she squeezes her ears, she locks her thumb, she looks down, she has this beautiful streamline with freestyle kick and then goes into this good position 11 reaching long extension freestyle and it's like, oh my gosh, that was success. And, you know, the reward of that was, you know, there was a fail at first. And, and, you know, there's, again, there's no anger or malice or uh, glee in their failure. It's just a simple, you know, you failed and here's why. Uh, Here's what you can do next time to fix it. Uh, And we're very specific and consistent with these things. Three things for streamline. We we do it every day. It's built into every activity. Um, And we're always looking at it and harping on it and talking about it, you know. Um, But... But the the joy and happiness that she had as a result of doing this this streamline with three strokes of freestyle really, really well, excellent, was so rewarding because she earned a point. And then the next round, her team had enough points to do two jumps off the blocks, which they loved doing, uh, and was a reward. So, you know, there there's this this incentive built into it. You know, there are these fun activities, but you're also swimming and putting attention and focus into these um, skills. So, you know, I, I'm going to wrap it up here because uh, it, it is difficult to talk about without you being there. Um, but the way we've built in the term failing into our practice has been excellent. <laughs> um, it's been a great experiment. 
Um, I'm definitely going to work it in more into our practices over time. Uh, we have a little more leeway with this because we're summer. Uh, we're approaching the end of our season. Uh, we have a week and a half left, so I can be a little more creative with some of these activities. Um, and then we have a week, a month long break. So, uh, I'm not going to be destroying their swimming by not doing endless yardage or specific drills. Um, and we're, I feel like we're getting enough yardage in with this, um, with the fail box because most people fail at these activities. And if you look at the picture, you can also see that at the success box, has a standard 25 choice, and then you also do the game. So if you succeed and you don't fail, you don't just do the fun activity. You also do a little bit of swimming. So, you know, I can up that to a 50 or a 100 based on the ability of my group. I want to know what you think. Do you use the word fail in your swim lessons? Do you use it in your swim team? Uh, and if so, how do you do it and what's your... What's your theory? What's your reasoning behind it? We use it as a clear indicator that you did not meet the excellent objective for this particular activity. And it's this, this scenario is the only time we use the word fail. Um, when do you use it? Do you use it? What are your thoughts? Do you disagree with me? I'd love to hear from you. Uh, connect with me on Twitter at swimming ideas. Uh, check out our Instagram at swimming ideas. Uh, and as always, Send me an email, jeff at swimmingideas.com, or check us out on our website, swimminglessonsideas.com. Love to hear from you. Leave us a comment in the show notes, uh, below the show notes, and uh, let us know how you're doing. Uh, do you use the word fail? And if you do, why and how so? Connect with me. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at uh, swimmingideas, or email or in the comments below. Uh, thank you for your time. Uh, I appreciate you listening today and tomorrow we can teach better lessons together. Mm-hmm.